We meet today in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 1 to verse 28. Interesting, in this chapter, we are dealing with the subject of a fool. Let me hasten to say that the Lord Jesus did not encourage his followers and he does not encourage us either to call anyone a fool. But it is only God who has the right to call someone a fool. So this section that we are looking at deals with the fool. The Bible, especially Proverbs, has a great deal to say about the fool. This does not refer to the person who is mentally deficient, someone who is cuckoo, as others would put it. God is not talking to the person who is simple-minded or who has some mental aberration. No, the fool that God is talking about may actually be a brilliant person, someone who has been schooled, someone who has gone through all forms of civilization with high mental faculties. In fact, that person may even have a PhD degree, so to say. By the way, David wrote in Psalm chapter 14 verse 1 and Psalm chapter 54 to say, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. A fool is a man who, though he may be brilliant actually, is one who denies the existence of God. That person is called an atheist. But I must even hasten to say that the atheists we have today do not necessarily write out the existence of God as it were. When they deny God's existence, it is a way of escaping responsibility and accountability. Inside of themselves, they know that they will have to be answerable to God one of these days or even when they do any act that is evil. Now, in order to clear their ways, to free themselves, so that they can indulge into all kinds of immoral things or evil things, they then come to a premise that says there is no God, in order for them to feel unaccountable to anyone. And the Bible says that is a fool. This is why even in Psalm 14 you would hear a statement like, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro, searching the earth to see if there are any who fear the Lord. Those who refuse the fear of the Lord. You know what they do? They say that there is no God. And the Proverbs has been teaching us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise knowledge and instruction. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. So who is a fool? Is a person, though he may be brilliant, but is an atheist. The Hebrew word for fool means insane. The man who says there is no God is an insane man. And God has the right to call anyone who refuses to acknowledge him as the sole actor in the universe. He calls that person an insane one. Because it is incongruent with the way that God wired us. He created us even with a space only him can occupy. And when someone says there is no God, you are denying the very aspect 
of your being. The fundamental aspect of humanity is to believe in God, for we are his handiwork. Proverb is very straightforward about the fact that some people pursue life in very foolish ways. By calling them fools, scripture places the full burden of responsibility for their condition on their backs, not on others. You see, others would like to blame their parents or blame so-and-so who was not consistent in their walk. Anyone who denies the existence of God is a fool. And so Proverbs chapter 26 talks about the fool. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Isn't that interesting? Honor is not fitting for a fool. One of the marks of a fool is that he doesn't mind sacrificing his honor. Candidly, he has none. He has no honor at all. Like a fleeting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a case without cause shall not alight. Proverbs 26 verse 2. You see, predictions that certain things will come to pass do not always happen. By the way, we have a lot of so-called prophets in our midst today. They keep telling us what is going to happen in the next few years. Some of it may come to pass, that's true, but they are not getting their information from God because sometimes they are very wrong. And God's prophets, according to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20 to verse 22, God's prophets are never wrong. Everything that they say come to pass. A whip for the horse a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Proverbs 26 verse 3. You see, the fool is coming back. The whole subject here is talking about foolishness. This is a good one. The horse and a donkey can be trained. They will respond. The only thing a fool will respond to is real discipline. You see, while the donkey, while the horse can be trained, the fool won't respond to anything except when they are disciplined. That is why God would sometimes discipline fools who deny God and make them to slip by on their back until they can recognize there is God in heaven. It was true of Nebuchadnezzar. It was also true of Belshazzar. Until those pagan kings would proclaim and say there is no other God except the God of Daniel, except the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after they responded to discipline. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Proverbs 26, verse 4 and verse 5. Now, these two proverbs simply set before us two possible lines of conduct in response to a fool. Now, we need to determine whether we would respond or we should not. First of all, we must not answer a fool according to his folly. Why? Because we may be like him. Or we can answer a fool according to his folly and then he will be wise in his own eyes. 
He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Proverbs 26 verse 6. Now you make a mistake if you send a message by the wrong individual. And here the proverb says you cut off your own feet and you drink violence. Don't send a message with a fool or by the hand of a fool. For they will begin to give that message to different people and even frustrate your own plans. Like the legs of the lamb that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Proverbs 26 verse 7. Now I would like to extend this to the interpretation of parables. There are interpretations of parables in the Bible that are taught by some teachers of the Bible which even tempt me to say, so is a proverb in the mouths of the fools. You see, like the leg of the lamp that hang limp, you don't need a proverb in the mouths of fools because fools will not understand what a proverb means. Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. Again here, Giving honor to a fool is simply giving him ammunition instead of thinking you are arming that person to become helpful in society. They use that honor for the destruction of the society, for the destruction of those who are even giving him, as it were biting the very hand that gives you food. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard, is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Again, a proverb in the mouth of fools keeps on coming. Now, a thorny branch in the hand of a drunkard man will probably wound him as well as others. It does not just wound other people, but himself too. The same is true of a fool who has the position of a teacher. You cannot teach the word of God if you are a drunkard, meaning to say you lose your senses. You do not honor God with his very word. You do not honor God by a lifestyle that is consistent with the teaching of the word of God. That person will hate himself and even those who listen to him. A fool may use a proverb which should rightly instruct and improve to gain his own selfish ends. The fool often misuses scripture in the same way, that is, to justify his own actions and views. There are many people who may even live in sin. Why? Because they are using scriptures to justify their wrong actions, their evil actions. When it comes to the issues of immorality, when it comes to the issues of uh, giving favoritisms, all people you will find using some portions of scripture that seem to allow them to get away with it. What is the Bible saying? Abuse of scripture is like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard. Just like a proverb in the mouth of fools. The great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. Proverbs 26 verse 10.
Now, we can be very sure of the ultimate outcome. God will take care of things, and he will handle all these matters. He will handle them. The great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. Everyone will have to give an account. Now, here is something rather frightful. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Proverbs 26 verse 11. You see, I told you, this chapter of Proverbs 26 is dealing with the fool. And God, who has the right to describe what a fool is, is giving us insights into the, the fool or the definition of a fool according to God's estimation. A dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Now, I know of nothing as harsh as that. It is repulsive and sickening even to think of this. This is the viewpoint that Peter presents to us concerning the hypocrite. In Second Peter 2 verse 22, he said, But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a saw, having washed to her wallowing in the mare. Remember that when the prodigal son was in the pig pen, he knew that it was in the wrong place, and he returned to his father. He returned to his home. Suppose when he returned home, he brought along with him one of the pigs from the pig pen. The little pig would not enjoy the father's house. Eventually, he would go back to the pig pen. Eventually, all the hypocrites in the church will be revealed, and there are many who only pretend to be the sons of God. There is no question about that. One who continues to repeat their folly is a fool. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Proverbs 26 verse 12. You see, there is something worse than a fool. And that is an ignomania. Is one person who has a high opinion of himself. One who is wise in his own eyes. That one is even worse than a fool. Ignomaniac. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tell bearer, strive ceases. Proverbs 26 verse 20. We are still talking about fools. And where there are people who go and gossip and tell stories that are not true, strive will cease. But whenever these people are there, strive continues. Bitterness is repeatedly stirred up in certain groups because there are certain people in there who keep putting a little hood on the fire. If no one were fueling it, the fire would go out. The strife would cease. It is foolish to put on the fire of strife, division, contentions, especially within the body of Christ. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Proverbs 26 verse 21. You see, there are certain people 
who cause strife as soon as they start attending a church or joining a church. You will find them in the Lord's work even today. They seem to stir things up all the time. They are never really interested in the word of God, although they may pretend to be. The words of a tale-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Proverbs 26 verse 22 People like to hear those choice little bits of gossip. They like to hear them, but they are hard to digest and will finally make them sick. A real child of God does not wish to hear things that are ugly. Avoid what you hear, my friend. Now here we have one of the longest and strongest section against hypocrisy, and it refers to hypocrisy among God's people. Still talking about folly. If you are a hypocrite, you are a fool. Here is Proverbs 26, verse 23 to verse 28. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. He who hurts disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. A lying tongue hurts those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Now, there are people who make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, but who are not really the children of God. We call them hypocrites because they are pretending to be what they are not. They are phonies, but they should not disturb those inside or outside the church for the very fact that a counterfeit necessitates a genuine and valuable original. By the way, when it comes to to monetary issues. No one counterfeits pennies or even $1 bills as far as I know. They do counterfeit big value bills, big value notes. The only counterfeit which is valuable, you see. So we should not be surprised to see counterfeit Christians. This cluster of proverbs describes the phony and it warns that person, it warns the Christians against him. He is the man who is two-faced. He will flatter you, yet in his heart he will hurt you. It was Tacitus who made the statement, It is common for men to hurt those whom they have injured. Actually, Dr. Ironside put it like this, Conscious of having wronged another and being determined not to confess it, the dissembler, will store his heart with hatred against the object of his wrongdoing. To hide his wretched feelings, such a one will flutter with his lips, while all the time he is plotting the ruin of his victim. An example of flattery and hypocrisy in the Bible is the man named Haman. Remember how he flattered. This man plotted to destroy an entire people, 
including the queen upon the throne, Esther. He was an evil man. He flattered the king, and yet it was obvious that he was planning to overthrow the king. Hypocrisy today is found in many Christian circles, and we need to recognize it. There is no use covering over this. There is probably no place in the world where there is so much cover-up as in the church. We try to act as if there were no wrong there. We think that if we ignore it, it will go away. We feel defeated if anyone mentions the fact that there is hypocrisy. We feel that we in ourselves are defeated if we acknowledge that even in our own hearts there is this root of bitterness sometimes. Christians need to face up to these sins, and the Proverbs here are good at making us face up to them. It's good to read Proverbs chapter 26. Sins never exist as individual entities. One sin soon joins itself to another, and in this case, Lying joins itself to hatred. Men afflict because they hate, and their hatred burns ever more brightly against those whom they have afflicted. Let us nip sin while it is still in the bud. Let us do it early before it engulfs us and it destroys us. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to The Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's The Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.